What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Fitness on the Front Lines. Uh, today, I have with me, as always, my co-host Eric. Yo. And Philip. Hola. I caught you <laughs> mid-sip. <laughs> I always be sipping on something. <laughs> you know how I be I always be sipping. You know we do. You know how we do it around here. <laughs> How's everybody doing today? Is everybody doing good? Yeah. yeah. Do you guys have good uh, Thanksgivings? Yeah. It's always like never enough food. Like I could probably eat. Thanksgiving every day for like two weeks. <laughs> you serious? Yeah, I, I had three it. Thanksgiving, so I had two. Got your fill. I had one like the week before Thanksgiving, like I think, I think like a it was like it was on a weird day. It's like a Tuesday or something. It was it was like during the week. Do y'all have like a favorite um, Thanksgiving dish? Like a you know that's one that's like traditional to Thanksgiving. And a dessert, traditional kind of thing. Mm, that's a good question. My mom makes a good pumpkin roll. A, a what? A pumpkin roll. What is that? Dessert. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she takes a pumpkin and then rolls it up. No, I don't know what it is. <laughs> is it like uh, bread? Like kind of like a yeah, it's, dinner it has, roll with pumpkin kind It of has flavoring? like a cream cheese in the center. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I know it what you're talking like about. Yeah. yeah. The public sells them. <laughs> so it's like a big Swiss roll kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. I got I you. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude! I would, I would tear that alive. Hey, hey, Ursula! You know where we're at. Hey, we know the plug. Yeah, we got, we got the plug out here rolling, Ursula. So no, I don't know. For me, I'd probably have to be. I don't know, just that good old fashioned mac and cheese, man. I'm all about it. Mine is. I don't know why it tastes so good. Yeah, but like. Any kind of like decent cranberry sauce or like yeah. uh, preserve, not preserve, but like cranberry dish on top of the turkey. Yeah. It's so good. It's just <laughs> like that the flavor, like the sweet and tangy with the like yeah. saltiness of the meat is just so good. So I got to ask, because a lot of my friends had like a very heated debate, turkey or ham? Uh, Which one's better? Which I, one do you prefer? I, pre- I don't know. Like, I feel like crap mm, if I, I eat too know. much ham. But, like, turkey, I just feel like, you know. You feel like crap if you eat too much ham? Yeah. It's, it's just really so salty. salty, yeah. Huh. Turkey, I just, like, feel full and then, like, pass out. This <laughs> 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 is time for a turkey nap. I or, don't know. My Mine's way different. I was raised different. Like, the way my mom does ham the German way is not salty at all. So I'd actually prefer that, but how do they how do they cook the ham? I don't know, Cora. Just eat it. Oh no, bro, you're German. <laughs> I'm so I'm asking you here. Like, I just, just not it's, like you're the German authority. Here. I think here they in America, it's like cooked in like brown sugar. Yeah, no, it's like a honey happen. glaze. Yeah, or like that some kind does of glaze. Not happen. Yeah, no. So you they just like cook it pretty much just straight. Yes. Gotcha. Which and, uh, and which is, is sometimes more natural. I mean, sometimes that sweetness is okay, but like sometimes, sometimes with the saltiness. If of, I can see it in the pan, I'm not eating it. <laughs> <laughs> if it's yeah. swimming, yeah, you're dude, passing no. it. I'm no like turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm ham over turkey personally. Ham is just like meat. a. I mean, it's just a really like naturally salty meat. You know, it's great. It is. We're gonna have like eight million members come up to us over the next week or two and be like, "Uh, I'm turkey or I'm ham," you know. <laughs> We're gonna be like, what? Oh yeah, the podcast. Yeah, like yeah. West Side Story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyways, guys, uh, we did have a couple topics that we wanted to talk about today. Um, Eric had said something to us about motivation, um, 
And at first I was like, okay, you know, like how to stay motivated and stuff. And he said, no. <laughs> um, what exactly? I'll let you, you say it in your words how you wanted to talk about motivation. So tis the season for a lot of people to get lazy is what I call it. Yeah. Um, I get season. where people are coming from where it's like um, lack of motivation and coming to the gym, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I get it too. Yeah. I get it in January. I get it in July. I get it every week. I don't want to work out every day. <laughs> but for me, it's a habit. I have to do it. Yeah. If I don't do it, I'll feel like crap. Um, I get motivation and being unmotivated or being motivated. But my nutrition coach, who was a games athlete, I emailed her and was like, I'm just not motivated. I'm not feeling like I'm, I don't want to hit the macros. I'm just kind of over it. Yeah. And she was like, motivation to me is fake. You have to make it a habit. Okay. And you have to continue that habit and you have to get insane about it. Huh. And if you get off that track, you're just going down a bad habit. Right. And I was like, Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so you just kind of have to bear down, look at your goals, and it's like December's not th like the year doesn't stop at no. December. No. For me, because I got asked yesterday, December, we have the open in February. Why yeah. am I going to stop right now? Yeah. Like, I can't. I don't have time for that. Now's not the time. No, I can get fitter from December to the end of February. Yes, you can. A lot fitter. Am I going to get stronger? No. Fitter? Yes. That's where I'm at. <laughs> hmm. How do you view motivation, Philip? Um, I, I think you pretty much elaborated the point very well. But I think like with the stuff that I do, mm -hmm. for me, like because I'm in the same way. Like there's days like I don't want to train, or I'm like this is gonna suck. Like yeah. But I know like I look at the bigger picture, like where I'm trying to be. Right. Is one day of like pushing through a suck gonna like, or like actually, let me rephrase that. Is one, taking one day off from doing something that I may not necessarily want to do gonna benefit me? Probably not. Right. I can learn more about, even if I go in and like with jujitsu or weightlifting or whatever I do, if I go in and I mess up or like fail at something it's a learning opportunity where if i didn't show up at all there would be no learning zero right and so like i just i want to i'm always striving to be better than i was the day before and when you like try to get i don't know if it's like cheesy or not but like when they say try to get one person better every day i, yeah. I believe mm -hmm. in that like and it may not be one person actually yeah. but like I'm always going to be learning something and looking to learn something from each training session. Right. I ask questions. Like I try to be a sponge, like especially it's something I'm not experienced at. So like, I think going back to your point is like, you have to show up even when on days when you don't necessarily want to, even it, yeah. even if you have to like scale or like, like kind of, yeah, do something, hit different yeah. numbers. Like, yeah. Yeah. Don't just, be like, ah, I don't feel like it. Right. Because you're going to feel worse if you don't show up. Like, I don't think anybody's ever had, like, a hard workout, even if it, like, completely wrecks you, mm -hmm. where you get up off the floor and you're like, man, I'm glad I did that. Like, mm -hmm. it was hard, but I'm glad I did it. Yeah. You're never not glad that you did it. You know yeah. what I mean? Because you're like, 
I used to think about CrossFit, you know, and it, it is hard. We never act like it's not. We never act like it's easy. Um, but whenever you get done with it, there's a sense of accomplishment. And then over time, that starts to shift your mindset to being like, just things in life aren't as hard as what they used to be because you're like, oh, well, I can do anything for, you know, I can do this for a certain amount of time. Or I can get through this because of this, you know. Um, but going back to what you were saying, that motivation is fake. Um, I only slightly disagree, um, but I heavily agree with its habits. It is purely habits. Um, motivation can get you started. Um, that's the only way that I disagree. Past that, um, if you don't start building habits, um, you're going to fall apart. Um, yeah, I mean, I take it as like this time of year, like we take Thanksgiving mm -hmm. and then you basically roll right into Christmas. Yeah. Actually, Christmas starts in October for some reason. But <laughs> Yeah, dude, Thaksgiving um, is like pre-game in <laughs> Christmas. Yeah, Thanksgiving is almost not even a thing anymore. Yeah. But I go at it, too, from food habits. Like, once Thanksgiving happens, all of a sudden people just go down this road. Yeah. And then it doesn't stop until, like, oh, my gosh, it's January. It's the new year. I have to start doing yeah, something else. Oh, my God, new year, new me. So yeah. <laughs> what my coach told me was you get one day, Thanksgiving, don't track who cares? Yeah. Eat what you want. Yeah. But tomorrow, you better get right back on it. Yeah. Like one day is not going to hinder anything. If you do it for a week, yeah. Right. That's where the habits come into play. And yeah. that's where a bad habit can take you down a steep slope. How and long? And then you've got to build it back. How long do you think for you does it take for you to build a habit? Uh, to go from, from day one of like doing X thing. To where it's just like a thing that you do now. How long would I you guess, say? Well, this year, I guess has been the first year that I've done two days almost every day. Mm -hmm. um, How long have you held that? Like all year, pretty much? Or? Almost. I mean, not lately. Yeah. This week, yes, because it was warm. My garage doesn't have heat, so I don't really <laughs> want to be out there when it's twenty. No, I understand um, that. Yeah, it's kind of rough. But yeah, it's that's hard. Uh, mm. I would say like two to three weeks, and you're in it. It's gonna suck, but yeah. Um, I, 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 I agree with that too. Uh, I've heard before that it takes six weeks to form a habit. I think it takes less. Um, I think if you want it bad enough, yeah, that's where the insanity yeah. comes in. That's what I was going to say. I think, I don't think there's like a set amount of time. I think it's, it's a mindset. It's a, it, the per, you have to have the mentality where you're going to be disappointed and stick to something. If you really want to yeah. get good at something, you have to stick to I it. I mean, I did it there's, with music. Like, yeah. for me, when I started playing guitar, I was like, oh, this is cool, whatever. And then I was like, mm, I kind of want to do this pro. Yeah. And then I literally grinded my way there. Yeah. Since I was 13 till I hit college, and then I hit professional status in a band writing our own music. Yeah. That was pretty big. So, yeah. But, I mean, you, but I was insane about it. I didn't right. not play guitar. I didn't go a day without it. Do you have to make that habit your life, though? Would probably. you say that you have to? If you want to make the games or anything like that, yeah. It probably but depends for, on how big your goal is. For everyday fitness, like if we're talking like gym purposes, yeah. for everyday, I would say like you need to hit at least three to four days a week yeah. no matter what. Yeah. I don't care who you are. I see people that come in here. And they come in like one day a week. And if that's all that you can do, that's better than nothing. Yeah. 
But I, I would say like find a track, go walk or something. Right. That if that if that's all you can do, that is better than nothing. You're doing better than the people that are sitting home on the couch. But if you want to build some kind of habit and see some real benefit, you are gonna have to find some way to exercise, not get in here to exercise three times three to I say five, but three to four also works too. Um, at least three times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, like what you said, find a track. Um, go out and play with your kids for like an hour or yeah, something. You, can do anything. you know. And I think if you're gonna, if you know you have a schedule that's not gonna be accommodating to your goals yeah. necessarily, or like perfectly accommodating to your goals, you need to make the most out of every every training session you do attend. Like yeah. Make it harder for yourself. Yeah. Like. And this time of year is tough um, because we are all busy. Chelsea's got a huge family. I've got four Christmases this month, but I'm going to make sure that I at least allot an hour Yeah. that I'm going to train, do whatever I can. Right. Like CrossFit's designed for that anyway. Right. And then go. See, I I lucked out because all of my Christmases are in like a three-day span. And it's all around Christmas. So, like, throughout the month of December, I don't really have anything. Yeah. I have one thing earlier in December, but past that, like, that's it. I lucked out. But, if, like, what you said, some people don't have that. Mm-hmm. Yours is probably spread out. Like, you probably have, like, one a week. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, uh, starting week after next, yeah. And you was fixing to say, what was you fixing to <laughs> I say, think, I think, too, like, I mean, if you have a, a spouse or a significant mm-hmm. other that has, like, similar like interests yeah it helps a lot like yeah if you're, like, that d- definitely or helps. or if you're single i mean obviously if you're yeah. single you can kind of dictate your schedule right however you want like you can be a little selfish but once you are in a relationship you need to think of the other person and like like i used to only do jujitsu like i do like i train jujitsu every day literally every day there would be no break i did that for like a year and a half and it started like getting to the point where I was like, I felt like crap all the time. I felt like tired and like yeah. I was on the, always on the verge of getting injured. Yeah. But that year, I competed probably like thirty times, twenty five to thirty times. Dang, dude. And I, I like that year. I remember was the probably out of all the years the most significant year for me, as far as growth. Like I learned so much. Sorry, about, talking about as far as like mental growth or athletic mental gro- growth. growth. Like athletic growth, like technical ability, like learning to be more technical, learning how to pace myself better, like in a competition setting, like all the factors that go into having a successful event. Yeah. Like from a competitor standpoint, like all that, that was like a, a really important year for me. Yeah. Like, and it was also like very tough. Like I didn't, I was like, sometimes I was like one, two months, uh, I do a tournament, and then the next weekend I'd be doing a tournament. Right. So I was like, I had to really train hard up until that first tournament, because there you can't like, you can't like go one hundred percent the week after the tournament because you still have another tournament the next yeah. week. So you're just kind of like coasting off of your conditioning pre-tournament. Right. And so it works the same for other sports as well. Like especially if you're going to be a frequent competitor. Right. Yeah. So, how many of those did you say? Would you say that you won that year? I yeah. won a lot, actually. That really? year, uh, there was a couple that, like, I mean, I lost just by like a, a very close point margin. Yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, I trained my butt off. Right. Like, I wasn't like you became the that first. Guy. <laughs> the first couple of years of like competing, I was like just like trying to get the experience. I didn't really like 
take it too seriously. But I had like that year was I knew I was gonna compete at Worlds. Yeah. So every tournament I did, I treated it like Worlds. I didn't go there to be like, "Hey, how's it going?" Like, yeah, with all my buddies, like I'd say hi, and you know, I wasn't like rude or anything. But yeah. When I you had when your I eye got on Worlds, yeah. When the I got time. when I put my uniform on and I started warming up, yeah, there was no more like fun. It yeah. was like not I shouldn't say fun, but it was like all serious. I was there. Yeah. I was there to win. Focus. It wasn't like yeah, trying to like get out of the out of the zone. Yeah. And so did you end up going to Worlds because of the competition that you did or did you sign up for it? How does that work so with with jujitsu? From what uh well, I should say blue belt to brown belt, you can sign up just by paying a uh entry fee and mm-hmm. you have to have an active IBJJF membership okay and it's just like an id card it's like kind of like a usa weightlifting card yeah uh but black belt i think i forget what year they started implementing this rule but you have to qualify to compete at worlds yeah and you have to score a certain amount of points and i can't i think it's 100 points now and a first place medal at a IBJJF Open yeah. at Black Belt is like 27 points, I think. Because I did the first year I did Black Belt, IBJJF, I won a gold medal. Yeah. And I went on my profile and looked up how many points I had. And it was like, I think it was like 27. So if you have to have 100, you have to at least win five, like four or five gold medals. Yeah. And now these tournaments are not cheap. No. They're 100 to $120 a piece. Yeah, I was about to say, they're probably racked up then, a nice pretty bill. And then you got to, <laughs> like, think if it's, like, I mean, if it's, like, Nashville, Birmingham, Atlanta, yeah, like, those travel. are all driving distance. Yeah. But still, like, Atlanta's pretty far away. Then you yeah. got, because you can't, I don't know about you guys, but I hate traveling to an event, like, early morning. Yeah, I can't. I don't feel like I'm going to do good. I'd rather like, I'd rather get there the yeah. night before, relax, eat. Wake up, kind of relax, not right, feel rushed. Yeah. So you got to factor in the gas, the hotel and lodging. Yeah. Or like if you go uh, to a, f- a destination that's outside of driving distance, you have to fly there, which is even more expensive. Yeah. And it adds up. Yeah. <laughs> and but like you said earlier, or that I don't remember who said it, but it was – you had your eyes set on worlds and you wanted to do good. And so you wanted to perform to the best of your ability. So, So, and you would, you became insane about it. You know, you was like, this is what I want. And so you committed your life. Yeah. So ever since I started jujitsu in 2007 and, uh, but that year at purple belt, like I did so many competitions because I knew I was going to need to be like, have my game refined to a point where I could, be competitive at even just the purple belt level because that right. was when I went. And when I got there, I looked up my bracket the like couple of days before yeah. I flew out, and it was like 110 people in just my bracket. So it's like dang seven to eight matches just for a gold medal against yeah. high level people. So yeah, I mean, I just I trained my trained. And competed so frequently, yeah, because I knew that's what it was going to take. And so, what did you place at Worlds? I didn't place. I lost my uh, the first time I did Worlds. I lost my first match by mm-hmm. rough decision. 
And the second one, I won my first match and lost my second match. And I hate to say it, like, because I think it's, like, a cop-out. Yeah. But I did end up – I lost to the guy who ended up winning my bracket. Yeah. And I think, like, I think I could have beat him if I had, like, been a little more patient. Yeah. Like, um, been a little more careful because I was, like, trying to be aggressive, not, yeah. like – give him too much respect to the point where I was like not opening my game up and like really playing to my best ability. Yeah. And I felt like even the short match as it was, like I held my own against him. I think I could have, if I would have waited a few more seconds and like let him react. Cause I had him in a position where I could have submitted him yeah. quickly. Yeah. But he was, he's such a good defensive player that he knows how to position himself where he's safe right until he can create some scrambling or some movement and then get out and then reset so since you didn't place do you regret that year of dedication to nope. it no, no because earlier before you had told your story about making it to world you said that you learned so much yeah. and you grew so <clears throat> much through that time yeah i mean just you a, shot for the moon and you landed amongst yeah. the stars. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a, I mean, that's a, like a lot of people use that. It's like kind of cliche to say, but yeah. it's a good, it's a good uh, reference. Like, yeah. Uh, you got to face some adversity to grow. Yeah. yeah. If you it, don't, you're going to stay where you're at. Yeah. And it was like tough. I got, <laughs> I got beat up a lot of training, but I sh kept showing up because I knew it was, if I didn't show up, it wasn't going to get any better. Yeah. It was just going to stay the same. Right. And I, if I care about something, I'm not going to be mediocre at it. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't care what it is. I'm not going to be mediocre at it. I won't accept that for myself. Right. Because I know I have potential to do more. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way. For and me, that's... I, I tunnel vision on stuff. Yeah. Like, so, if I want to do something, I'm going to do it. So I had somebody... This story came to me while you was, while you was talking. That I had somebody ask me one time... And it kind of pertains to what you did and what you, what you Philip, did and what you, Eric, said. Um, is that someone asked me one time, like, how I do, because I'm, I'm a busy person. I have a lot going on. Um, someone asked me one time, and I was about to start a new hobby, and I was talking to another friend about it. And I was like, how do you find time to do all this stuff? Because they know how busy of a person I am. And I told them, I said, it's not that I have to find time. The time is there. It's that if I want to do it, I will make the time for it. You don't find it. You make the time for it. And that kind of goes back into building habits. Um, and people are like, I just don't have the time to, you know, say, get into the gym. Or I don't have time to meal prep. Or I don't have time to stretch. Or I don't have time for this. You do. You have a lot more time than what you think. Um, but you don't have to find it. You have to make it. Um, and that's where the insanity part of it comes into play too, where, um, if you don't become compulsive about it, um, you'll never develop the habit. Um, and that's how you can develop a habit in like two weeks, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, just that fast. Uh, you know, it, it all depends on how bad that you want it. Um, and if, if you want something bad enough, you're going to make the time for it. Um, 
and you can find things. I was actually watching uh, somebody doing a motivational speech today on YouTube, just you know, just flipping through YouTube and just watch something. And um, you can find small things that motivate you, or even big things that motivate you. But motivation sticks around for so short of a time, you can't hold on to it. So you don't need to. Let me back up. It aggravates me whenever I hear people say, I just can't get motivated to do something. I'm like, <laughs> watch somebody do what they're doing, but you want to do that. Yeah. Like, I watch the dudes at Mayhem, those videos almost yeah. every Monday. Yeah. Motivates me right there. That's how you, yeah. Done. I'm good for the week. That makes that makes <laughs> you want to go work out yeah. that day. Yeah, the CrossFit you know games saying? do that. I mean. Motivation sticks around for me. About a day, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, you'll feel good, like, a day. And yeah. then the next day, you're like, man, that sucked. I don't want to do that again. <laughs> and the habit that makes me come in here um, every single day, even whenever I know the workout's going to suck, is the fact that I know that I'm going to be proud of myself, and then I'll feel good at the end of it, um, regardless of what it is. It could be a 1,000 burpees for time. Never done that. I mean, never, never will. workout was that for a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people yeah. came in already with a negative mindset. Yeah. But they're probably happy when they left. Right. It's 100 thrusters. Yeah, it's like, a who lot. Who wants to do that at yeah. any weight? I don't care what weight you have on the bar. Right. <laughs> so, but they did it. Yeah. You know, and they feel good about themselves after they do that. And that's that's the feeling that you, that you chase. Yeah. But um, I think it's a feeling that... People don't see it that way. Yeah. They're like, I feel good right now, but they don't see I, the word. I got a time capped or, or my time wasn't that good. Yeah. Or whatever. Like, no, you did the work. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> just keep going. Yeah. I mean, you're not always gonna perform hundred percent. Just show <laughs> no. up and show up and do something. And I'm a I'm I an ultra I'm an ultra competitive person. Um and that's why I don't log my workouts or anything because then I'll start treating it like it's a leaderboard whenever it's not it's my overall health um so what I do is I'm like I think I can hit I think I can hit this time for this workout um and I'll start planning out how I can do that during the actual workout and if I see that I'm not going to make that I try to speed up and if I see that I'm going to beat that time I hold that pace because I'm like I'm better than I thought I was, you mm -hmm. know, and whenever I'm done, I'm more proud of myself because I'm like, heck yeah. But even if I get time capped, I'm like, well, you know what? I still came in. I'm better than, you know, I don't want to say this, but like all my friends that didn't come in today, you know, <laughs> I'm that, that don't do anything. I'm, I'm better than all of them, you know? Um, so I, I don't get depressed about myself when that happens because I still did it. Like mm -hmm. what you said, I, I still did it. Um, so, but like what you were saying earlier, um, that you know you watch the people do the things that you want to do. Mm -hmm. um, that's a very good idea. Um, to me, the thing that got me more most fired up about CrossFit was watching Craig Ritchie on YouTube. <laughs> this is whenever I very first started. I found his channel uh, whenever I was looking for shoe reviews for CrossFit, <laughs> and he was reviewing the Nano Eights, um, and they had just came out. I think they just came out. Um, but when I first started, I, I watched his channel, and I was like, he's kind of cool. And I started watching stuff, and I'm like, I want to do that. That sounds cool. And then I heard him talk about – it was either him or you, Eric, 
say about the dec- the documentaries on Netflix. Mm-hmm. His YouTube channel and the documentaries on Netflix got me fired up to keep going because Craig would post like every two or three days, and that's just long enough for me to lose motivation. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'd watch him and be like, well, I kind of want to do that. you know. And so I knew that, say, the journey of a thousand steps begins with the first one. Um, I knew that it would take me just stepping to do it. Um, and if I wanted to be, say, like Craig Ritchie, if I wanted to look like Craig Ritchie, if I wanted to do what he does, I need to do what he does, if that makes sense. I need to train consistently. Yeah. You know? But it's also, like, don't get caught up in, like, the right. numbers, because yes. his numbers are insane. Ridiculous. And, and I don't, but people can. Yeah. But, for, like, me personally, like, the thing that's holding me back still strength wise, that's what it is. Yeah. It's getting there, but it takes me longer than your Bretts and whoever else. Yeah. Um, I just don't have that, but I can get it and right. I know it'll happen. Yeah. <clears throat> My time is ticking, but it'll, <laughs> I think I'm strong. Not... I'm strong enough to do it. Yeah. But like a strength event, I'd lose. Hands I, down. <laughs> I think personally with you, Eric, that you're better than you think that you are. You think that strength holds you back, but strength is usually only one event at these things, yeah. and I think you would crush everything else. Well, Mayhem made us do the five-minute assault bike uh, Monday. Oh, what was that? The As many calories as possible? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's going to be a, a com, com, Mayhem competes progression for the next 10 weeks. It leads, it's going to lead right into the open. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if y'all watch Chris Henshaw, but he's a genius. I've um, I've watched him a few times, capacity but guy. I don't religiously watch him. So he did a whole segment yesterday, 26 minutes about the Echo Bike is what they use. Oh, he did that yesterday? Yeah. I'll probably watch that. Um, <laughs> and it's about how to, how to pace the five minutes, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, and he had two people, two normal people from CrossFit Mayhem do it. Yeah. <laughs> and... To be games level was like for females on the echo bike, yeah, eighty calories. So if you're okay. transferring that to the assault bike, it's about a hundred and five. Yee, okay. Yeah. And then for guys on the echo bike, I think it was like ninety or a hundred, maybe. Okay, what about so the that assault? would be like one twenty. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So I hit a hundred and five. Okay. On Monday. So I'm almost there. You're yeah. almost there. Yeah. You're on your way. Yeah, like yeah. ripping that thing. Yeah. yeah. I remember. And I for five minutes is not fun. No. No. It's not. just One of long enough to like just absolutely burn your legs. So and basically arms. what he said was like, you have to hold a pace for the, about the first minute and a half. Yeah. And then you try your hardest to hold that up until the, about the last minute. Yeah. And then he says you have to find a turn on point. And he was like, what do you think that's going to be? And they were like, I don't know. I can probably sprint for like 30 seconds. He was like, I bet you can't. <laughs> and they did. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. He, said, not after he holding said nobody the- on this planet can sprint for 30 seconds. No. At the end of something like that. Yeah. He was like, I'll give you 15. <laughs> and yeah. he was dead on. And he was probably generous with him, too. dead on. It was crazy. Huh. I know, uh, did he say anything about that 10-second burner? Like mm-hmm. at, the, at the beginning? No, I mean, they got it. They got the bike going, but yeah. they were holding. I think to get 
the calories. It was almost now this is on the Echo Bike, seventy yeah. RPM the whole time. Yeah. And if you've ever been on one of those, you say it's seventy RPMs the yeah. whole time. And if you've ever been yeah. on an Echo Bike, that is very fast. No, I've never been on an Echo that Bike. That is fast. On the assault bike, that's actually kind of slow. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah I've heard those like, bikes are like actually harder. They are way harder. To use like physically so much more harder. physically demanding. They're easier to pedal, and that's the problem. Oh, okay. they make you work harder than what you want to gotcha. do. Gotcha. The assault bike takes a while to ramp up. Those don't. You hop on it and you're going. <laughs> I know that you said um, you said that I I had mentioned the 10 second burner. Um, for anybody who wants a quick tip to <laughs> the salt bike, um, all, all I've done is what Chris Henshaw said, um, and I'll let you explain that because you explain that a lot better than I do. Uh, I the 10 second. Yeah, you just you once you go, you basically all out for almost 10 seconds, mm-hmm. and then you kind of ramp it down, but you'll hold yeah, whatever you can hold, a yeah. comfortable, your comfortable, normal pace. Yeah. And then you'll look down the screen probably, and you're almost half done. Yeah. Or over half done. Now, for that 10 seconds, though, the, the first 10 seconds of a cardio, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Not cardio piece, but like a cardio movement, I guess is about the best thing I can say for it. Um, the first 10 seconds of it, will not affect you no um, yeah, so that's why you yeah it power. won't hit you yeah until about that 10 second point yeah. then it'll start so that's why you you power it with everything that you got um for that little bit and by the time you're already starting to wind down the bike's still turning faster than what you're pedaling yeah that's the trick um and uh some people have said something about like some stuff to me before about uh you know, Corey's really good on the bike. Corey's really good on the bike. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, it affects me just like it affects everybody else. I just do that. That mm-hmm. That's it. That's all that I do. That's it. It's just a trick that anyone <laughs> can do. Um, there, there's there's nothing to it. I don't have any kind of talent to it. It's, that's it. That is it. It's just other, like 10 seconds. Other than height. Height, maybe. Well, no, <laughs> I would say that now. No, rowing, you can crank up. If you're tall, you, <laughs> yeah. bikes are made for your legs. And rowing. Yeah. But yeah, even even with the bike, your height gives you advantage for that. I would think so, but I don't know. You can get more push out of like one pedal. I think I don't know. Maybe it's not. A lot of it has to do too. Like I see a lot of seats that are all over the place. Make make sure you measure your seat. Yeah, well, your I seat think, needs to beat your hip. Yeah, I, that's what. <laughs> if you're so, sitting looking like you're on a tricycle. It's gonna be way harder. I think nah, you bro, actually you told me that <laughs> yeah. when I first did my one of the first classes I did on the bike. You said make sure because I didn't ever care. I was like. Yeah, just you hop just, on that thing and ride. Yeah, it. Most people are like, I'm gonna hop on it, whatever. Yeah, it, but it's like no, it made you, a huge difference on yeah. the way it feels on your legs. Yeah, you you definitely want your legs to almost straighten out. It definitely you matters. Don't want them to straighten out, but almost. I used to put mine on five or six, um, and then you told me that, and now I put it on like eight, and my yeah. my leg almost completely stretches out. And yeah, you want to you don't want it to lengthen, but you want no, it to you want it to almost stretch out. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of flushes. So that's that's the trick for the assault bike. <laughs> there are there are tricks to all of it. I there promise. are tricks to all of it, but um, it still sucks. It still, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it still sucks. No matter what you do, those yeah. things are always gonna be it's bad. Go- it's gonna suck. You know, no matter what you do, it's gonna suck. Um, but you got to find tricks to make it easier on yourself. Um, but then that just means that you can do more. Also, <laughs> I was gonna say this earlier, but I think with any workout, yeah, you know it's gonna be tough. Just in embr- like it's like a mantra amongst yeah. special operations, infantry, or like combat arms, MOS yeah. jobs in the military. Just embrace the suck. Embrace the suck. 
and no matter how tired I'm like I'm just gonna get up and go do it like yeah. if it's a salt bike I don't care like yeah and I think when you start switching your mentality that way yeah you don't become you're not as timid towards a workout you're like I'm gonna I'm gonna wreck this right I'm gonna or it's gonna wreck me I don't care either way but I'm going in there with the mentality that I'm going Correct. to destroy this workout See, like mm-hmm. Tuesday, we had the 10 rep max back squat. Um, and I told uh, the athletes in my 530, I was like, your body can do it. It's your mind that's going to tell you that you can't. So this is a mental grind. Um, and this is a mental test. Uh, so like, it's going to start hurting around 6 to 7. And you're going to want to quit. But your body can do it. You know? So it's that's this... Pretty much the mentality that I have with anything is that my body can do this, is that my mind doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I think too, with especially with those like I was talking about that with you yesterday, I think with like a, even a five rep max, mm-hmm. like a heavy five rep, yeah, anything over a double or a triple is like kind of rough, depending yeah. on like if it's like that's your true max, you know, yeah, because it's just a lot of reps and a lot of weight and a lot of time under tension and i think people like they'll get to that threshold like you're talking about and they're like they'll start to feel like they're not moving and they'll just drop it when they're really if you were looking at it from an outside perspective you're like why they drop it because they were like continually going up it just didn't feel like it doesn't feel easy so they're like ah i must not be moving and they mm. drop the barbell yeah. off that happens all the time and ollie like I see them do clean deadlifts or clean pulls, and I'm like, man, you could power clean that. But it feels so slow, and they're like just ripping it off the floor. Yeah, well, I mean, like, well, heavy no. weights are going to feel heavy. <laughs> yeah. Like that's kind of the point. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not going to not feel heavy. Yeah, but I think people just get nervous about it. Oh, you're talking to one. <laughs> I mean, I, I do it too. So yeah, I mean, I and that's that's kind of the caveat too. Whenever you're in that seat, you're like. Oh, you, you, when you're watching these people, you're like, oh, I know you can do this because this is happening, this is happening, and this mm-hmm. is happening. Whenever you do it, you don't see all of these things happening. All you feel is just weight. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's, it's scary. It yeah. is. So it's hard to teach fearlessness. Yeah. You can't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just have to, again, go back to looking at the bigger picture. Like, where are you trying to be? Yeah. Like, if you're not pushing yourself like more than one time right. per week it's going to be it's going to take a lot longer to get to that goal yeah you got to want it it's like going 100 miles at 1 mile per hour yeah mm-hmm. if you go 40 50 yeah. or maybe even slightly less yeah. you're going to get there at a decent rate and it might take a little bit longer but it's not going to be like 1 mile per hour right well see it's like the guy who um who was going to run a four-minute mile. His name just left me. Um, who he, he wanted to be the first one to do it, and they all told him it's impossible. Humans can't run a four-minute mile. Like, are you talking about, like, the old? The, yes. Like, old? Yeah, the very like, first. Like, during World War II? The very first time that it happened. <laughs> and then uh, he went out there and he did it. Didn't they make a movie about that guy? I like, think. he was, like, a veteran, and then he came back and, like, became, like, a the first person to break, like, a sub four. I minute think mile so i think it's called like unbroken or something but that's mm. that's the thing if you want it you can do it mm-hmm. eddie hall uh, wanted to be the first person to lift 500 kilo which is 1100 pounds um and everyone's like it's impossible a human can't do it and he said i'll show you 
And <laughs> so he did it um, because he wanted it. And, you know, we're not talking about, like, you know, you need to have a goal that's this amazing feat of you no, know, humanity. Yeah. But that's that just goes to show you if you want it, you will find a way. Mm-hmm. And I don't like – I with anything I've ever done, like, I don't like accepting defeat. Right. Even as stupid as that may be, sometimes, like – like in jujitsu, that's really yeah. stupid. Because <laughs> you get your arms hurt, your yeah. legs hurt, get choked right, out. Right. But like, it's also, and if you use it to a right extent, it can be very beneficial. Like where you're not gonna, like, it's, you're not gonna just give up the second it gets uncomfortable. You just keep working through it. Like, yeah. try to figure it out. Because if you want it, you'll do it. And I, that's why, I like, with weightlifting, it's all new to me, and like. I just love that feeling of like being on the verge of like failing something like every time, every week is like in month and like three months, however long. Yeah. Like, my progress is getting more and more. And so my numbers are going up, which is making then going back and making every training session more difficult because my percentages are going up. So it's always right. challenging and it's always varying. And I, really enjoy that whole aspect of training. It's just, it, it sucks. And I like feeling uncomfortable. It sounds weird, but I do. Like, I like feeling like I'm doing something. Yeah. Especially if it's something like I feel like, I mean, you guys all are very strong people in my opinion as well. And like, how many people do you know that can like squat what you squat? Not a lot, probably. Just the people. Even in just here. in like, <laughs> yeah, in this, in the gym. <laughs> yeah, like if I if I go around my other circles of friends, none of them. Mm. My mom doesn't like understand. Like I told her, I was like, oh, I did uh, two eighty for a double with no belt, or two ninety yeah. for a double with no belt, and she's like, you better wear that belt. That's gonna be too hard for you. I'm like, I'm like, I know what I'm doing. Like <laughs> my parents I, think I'm not gonna be able to walk, and like when I'm. 50 so whatever and yeah because yeah, that's I mean, what you look like honestly <laughs> honestly that for me i was like, like i'm gonna be at the crossfit games when i'm 50 yeah hopefully yeah <laughs> heck yeah honestly for me like doing jujitsu like my my joints and legs might be like wrecked. yeah oh i'm sure my joints are done by that age whatever. but you know what i don't care like <laughs> i'd rather like be <laughs> by like 60 be like not necessarily immobile but like yeah not be able to function at quite a high level and then look back and be like, man, oh, I no, did I'll some cool stuff. Well, who's that one guy? His name's like David something. David Coggins? No, he's a CrossFitter. Long hair. He won the games like three times in the 60-year-old bracket. That's what I want to be. Oh. No, I, don't, I, know, I know exactly who you're talking about, but Com- I can't he's remember He's a comp-trained athlete. Yeah. No, I know, I know exactly he who you're talking like about. He went like three straight. That's what I want to be, too. Are <laughs> you kidding me, man? It's the same with those, like, you think, like... <laughs> It so it cracks me up because you'll see like guys that are like in jujitsu or like even CrossFit like you get these like young guys that are like full of piss and vinegar you know and they think they're like gonna come in and just like I don't know what I'm doing but I'm in better shape than everybody and then like those guys just obliterate them yeah <laughs> it's humbling mm-hmm. and it happens in jujitsu too like like oh, the old it it's like in, you it's like it everything the every old, competition out there like the old black belt like. The guy with a lot of stripes on his black belt, he may not be able to like hang with the new generation of high level black belts because they're just as technical and like have twenty years. But like yeah. 
uh, four or five stripe black belt who's like maybe 40 to 55 is probably going to whoop the mess out of a like, 18 <laughs> to 25 year old with like little to no experience. Good. <laughs> yeah, they need it. It's, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's important. Yeah, to be humbled all the time. Yeah, because it doesn't. If you're not being humbled constantly, you're not going to train as hard. No, yeah, that's true. Find what motivates you. Yeah. So, guys, you have anything else that you would like to add? Any final thoughts? Just keep training hard, no matter like what you feel like that day. Just show up and do something. Yeah. Like keep moving your body. It'll get like it goes up and down, and then yeah. it's like wavelengths. They get shorter and shorter the more you train, the more experience you have. Yeah, and then it gets kind of like riding a bicycle. Right. I would, in my opinion. And here's the thing that a lot of people don't really get: they come to a CrossFit gym, is that you don't have to do the class. <laughs> no. If like your if your body hurts in a um place that they're about to be working out again that day uh don't do that <laughs> um you can come in and do anything that you want or um, if you did a hundred thrusters and programming says do a 10 rep max strict press the next day but you don't feel like it then don't do it yeah maybe <laughs> maybe don't do that yeah but there's other things that you can do and do those kinds of days come and do what excites you hmm what what aspect do you like about the training modality that you do? Come in and do something that excites you because then that keeps it fresh for you. And there you go. Um, still keep with class because a lot of people that come, come into a gym don't have structure. Um, but if you have a day where you're just like, uh-uh, do something that excites you yeah. at, at least um, because that, that right there will do a lot to prevent burnout, which is another episode that we had several, several months ago. But anyways, guys, um, I'll ask one more time. Any final thoughts? Nope. All right, guys, this has been a, another great episode with you two. Um, if you guys want to uh, – excuse me, it all just left me. The music started playing and it all just <laughs> left me. You got too uh, lit. If you got, yeah, I got too lit, dude. Um, if you guys want to check us out on any of our other social medias, you can find us at Rocket City CrossFit on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Um, check us out on our other podcast, The Secret Dungeon. And, guys, we will catch you next time.